0: Hello everyone and welcome. This is Victoria Stapleton, Director of School and Library Marketing at Little Brown Books for Young Readers. And I, oh my goodness, I feel like I want to make um, many sounds of enjoyment uh, and pleasure. Uh, and, and and I may even uh, be suppressing a desperate desire to squee, uh, but that hurts the reverb on the sound recording because today, friends listeners across the virtual waves, my guest on this podcast is, sorry, Todd Parr. Oh, Todd Parr. Todd Parr is love. You have heard me say this before. Todd Parr is the author of many of the most uh, delightful, uh, heartfelt, genuine books for children on the Little Brown Books uh, for Young Readers list, and in fact, in all the world of Kidlet, including the Peace Book, the Family Book, We Belong Together, Reading Makes You Feel Good the auto books. Um, It's okay to make mistakes, which is really my mantra for living. His most recent book last fall was the goodbye book, which uh, is a favorite of my own mother. Hi, mom. And his next book on the LBYR list is Teachers Rock. Todd, welcome.
1: Hey, it's Todd.
0: I know. (laughs) I can't believe it. Uh, Todd, you have done so many wonderful books and you've had such a long career and, and I have seen children near you and they, the, you are, you are a child magnet in the very best possible way because they know you are so genuine and warm and, and welcoming and it is a beautiful thing to see, um, but you and you've written all these books about their emotions and validating them um and, and that's amazing too but your newest book is Teacher's Rock and that is more of a love letter to the work educators do day in and day out with these same kids who are your fans can you tell us a little bit about the book and about teachers who have made a difference in your childhood
1: sure um you know, being doing what I do now and visiting so many schools, you know, you look at your whole uh, childhood, your education from a completely different level. Uh, back when you were little, it was just going to school, whether you wanted to or not. And um, it was just, things were very matter of fact. And now as I take a step, you know, through my adult life and I write for children, I go back to schools, I talk to teachers, I see kids, you know, everything looks smaller. The coat rack is you know, it used to be so high, now it's so small. The chairs were big, now they're so little. It it just, you, you're you able to analyze this whole thing over and over. And I just feel that, that teachers do so much more than what you know they do day to day when you're going to school. And, and I wanted to celebrate uh, teachers and how much they contribute and what they do and how, you know, they can shape... Um, you know, children's lives, um, I'm still impacted by the good and the bad uh, experiences that I had with teachers. And it was easy for me to do a book about them because I really wanted to just keep it real. I wanted to show a true day in, day out of teachers and what they do and all the good they do and that, you know, every day isn't perfect. And so this was exciting for me to be able to do this book.
0: Is there a particular teacher that you look back on from your years as you're talking about this? Uh, you have a new perspective now as an adult and being in schools. Is there a particular teacher from your childhood that you think about now with a new appreciation for what they did for you?
1: Um, yes, both good and bad. I, For the most part, I remember, you know, I had pretty much all female teachers all through school i remember being in love with all of them i thought they were all beautiful um that i remember for encouraging me to be me letting me do what i wanted to do if i wanted to start a a classroom store uh, in sixth grade which i did um you know mrs hallberg let me do that um on the other spectrum there were other teachers that would have flat out said no you're not so those things stick out of the ones who encouraged me to express myself there's also um you know a second grade teacher who who i feared um and looking back in my life it's she really did help me despite how how she handled it and i think it was a very negative experience with her because she was very tough um i considered mean and the things that she did to me in front of the class that embarrassed me really impacted me and but looking back now um i Probably needed some tough love to get me over the hurdles I was having, uh, struggling with uh, reading, learning in general. Just you know, being able to focus and pay attention was a struggle for me. So I think tough love was needed uh, in that. But it's just so interesting now to look back at my own experiences and apply them today as I encounter teachers.
0: It's interesting that you mentioned second grade because I think honestly that was the hardest. Uh, year for me in school. Um, I had a, a teacher, Mrs. Reynolds, and she was a, a lovely woman, as I recall, but I did not socialize well to the idea I could no longer finger paint in class. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because you can finger paint in kindergarten and you can play with play- Play-Doh in kindergarten and 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 you can take naps in kindergarten. And if you are uh, young Victoria Stapleton, you can chase all of your classmates around the um, schoolyard and tackle them and kiss them. Um,
1: I had a Victoria Stapleton <laughs> in my class as well.
0: <laughs> but you can't do that in second grade. And Mrs. Reynolds, um, I think her main job with me was to teach me that really, no, chasing chasing the other kids around uh, and kissing them was not um, the way to, to go for a successful life. <laughs> So I sympathize with that. Um, but then by the time I got into third grade with Mrs. Higgins and she taught me about Mexican chocolate and um, weaving, uh, that was much more interesting. So I love your point about how, about the difference, you know, a, a teacher can make in a child's life, but even our continuing lives as adults. Yes. Uh, you, as you mentioned, make a large number of school visits uh, during the year. I can't even, I mean, is it's like twenty or thirty, and probably more than that. Um, can you tell them the difference when you walk into the classroom, uh, if it's a good class or or not such a good class?
1: Yes. I I I can tell that but I just I wanted to add one more thing that you know that you made me think of in talking about your teachers Um, and again my second grade teacher for me I repeated second grade uh, and this was a new school for me because I had struggled so much in my other school they thought the answer was for me to change schools a different teacher and so this second grade was a repeat for me with a very tough teacher. Um, but I, also, this is the same teacher uh, that that embarrassed me in front of the class and, and made me so nervous that I could not hold up my left hand or right hand on call. Was. I was so frustrated. And But this is also the teacher that we made butter in the classroom. And uh, butter. And I, it was so fascinating to me that we made butter in the classroom and we sampled it and it tasted so good. And I don't know that I had ever had butter. I don't know uh, why it was so fascinating to me, but it was this experience in in life that it was something new. And this is what opens your eyes to the world. These are the things that that enlighten you to experience and, and they stay with you for the rest of your life. I love Always trying and experimenting new things and new food, and I'll never forget my first taste of butter, which sounds weird, but this all happened in second grade. Um, and to that, as, as far as noticing, you know, a good teacher and a bad teacher, for me, the the first signal that starts out, and you mentioned all the school visits that I do, and I love doing these visits, is that. My art style it does look like a six year old uh, did it and it's very easy for for children to copy my artwork uh, unprompted so you can get to a school and you see just walls and walls of inspired art and you meet the people behind it the teachers that were very passionate in in conditioning the kids to your work and introducing introducing them and inspiring them to express themselves and and they're very passionate Um, you can get to other schools that there's nothing uh, related to the visit and and for me these are my signals where teachers sit in the room during the event and they do homework or they text on their phone um, and that's okay because they're just teachers. I don't expect them to be engaged, however um, there's this zero involvement in the whole connection of bringing me to the school, that I'm an author. We didn't have authors visit in Yellowstone Elementary. In, in Rock Springs, Wyoming. I didn't even know what an author was. So for introducing kids to reading and an author, somebody who made a book and that engages them and encourages them to read, I just think it's an all-inclusive, you know, thing for the teacher that, that, you know, they shouldn't be correcting papers. But it doesn't, I'm not judging or, you know, you don't I'm not to say that it makes it seem like it's negative. It's not. It's just very easy for me to see the passion and the passion in teachers and their involvement in making a difference in in kids' life. It goes beyond the classroom. Um so yes, the answer is yes, I can tell good and maybe not so good.
0: It's interesting you talk about what's on the walls of the classroom and I think that probably extends not simply to seeing art inspired by your work on the walls but looking at the physical situation of the classroom so there's more um uh, decoration period and evidence of the kids engagement in the classroom and, and sort of the projects that teachers are doing in the classroom that's usually probably a good tip-off for you that this is this is a more engaged um atmosphere how many school yeah. visits during do you do during the year by the way now i'm curious i should know this
1: i uh, I should know it too but i've I've really lost track um and you know there has been a pretty big demand for a long time, but it's been difficult for me to manage it all now that has changed and and it's it's a very easy process. It's just that there's only one of me um and I really could probably be out uh Every single month of the year doing something both from in the United States and then the travel that I do outside of the United States, like I'm going to China uh, soon for the Shanghai American School. So I think this would pretty much be a full time job uh, for me to travel around the world, uh, you know doing these things but the impact that you see that you make on these kids this connection of you know because we have fun I don't sit and just read and they have to be quiet I I bring them into the process I feel that that reading for me is, is just like my my grandma did with me with green eggs and ham was simply talked to me about each page and we read it over and over but she didn't just read to me she engaged uh with me in the reading process and that's what i do with kids so um i've never had a disappointed uh uh person um you know from my visits we have a good time and and so it's a lot and if there were more of me i think you know uh i would do more um and certainly if my dogs pete tater todd and jerry could travel on my behalf everyone would be happy because they are the most asked about uh things of my visit is where are my dogs so i think if they could go out and do what i do we'd all be great
0: it would be great Uh Listeners across the universe cannot see my face at the mention of Todd's dogs, but I freely admit that even though I'm not exactly a dog person, I am a little obsessed with Todd's uh, dogs, but that is a podcast for another day. I think what's great though uh, about, you know, looking at this, I'm a little, this to me is the tip off uh, of somebody who really, that kids really adore and and who really gets kids is that sense of welcome. And as you keep uh, reiterating engagement because that's such an important word. Back in the dark ages before I was in publishing, I actually taught preschoolers, uh, three-year-olds, and you can really tell when a preschooler uh, bonds with you and enjoys you and, entr- and trusts you because they get physically close to you and they want to touch you. And I've seen uh, you with kids and kids just really they want to come up to you and talk to you because they know that you will speak to them I don't want to say at their level, but you speak their language, their emotional language and, and their verbal language, which I think is such a treasure to see. I think, we've, I think we've covered my next question over and over again, what makes a great teacher? And I think uh, you've said engagement and really emphasized uh, this point, which is always so important. If you could give teachers one piece of advice from all your, uh, your years of being in schools and, and seeing these kids and seeing what works and what doesn't work, what would you give them? What would that piece of advice be? Well, I
1: I think that many of them already do this. I'm not so sure this happened when I was in school, looking back from everything I can now analyze, but I think recognizing different types of learners. Um, you know, there's a lot of different labels today that I don't think really existed when I was in school like uh you know, atten- attention deficit disorder. I think I think I had a lot of these things. They were just classified as, oh, I'm just slow. I'm a slow reader. Um, and I don't really recall anybody ever saying, you know, Todd is a visual learner. He's a different kind of learner. We need to approach him differently um, to help him understand and learn. Um, and I realize, you know, when you have 50 kids in a class and one teacher, how can you, you know, get so specific but I think the signs are there when you see somebody struggling and and um you know that they maybe they're just a different type of learner or what's going on at home um you know I had a lot of things that that weren't good when I was younger that impacted um my you know my being in school. I can remember Mm -hmm. with some of the situations that unfortunately my mom was sick and had uh, problems, but I can remember my younger sister, um, you know, two grades below me, them coming to get me out of fifth grade to walk my sister home because she wouldn't stop crying. And this was basically a daily event Mm -hmm. and I was embarrassed. And then I was mad the whole time, but I, I didn't again, looking back, I didn't know why she was crying every single day, but now I do. And, you know, I think for teachers to be able to pick up on these signals, and I know so many of them do, and Mm -hmm. I know they, they do what they can do to help. But I think just recognizing, you know, your individual needs, of your different type of learners and, and, um, It's a a big thing, but it's hard. But that's what makes teachers so great is I really do believe they can spot things instantly, just like your, your remark about kids wanting to get close to you as a preschool teacher. You can spot them right away most of these things it's just acting on it what to do about it
0: i I love what you say about visual learning because i was going to talk to bring this point up when you mentioned your grandmother reading to you one one of the things i enjoy about your books todd is we can read the words uh but i think the illustrations are deceptively simple and we can we can read the pictures completely aside from the words and and we can create story our own stories with those pictures as well and I think uh what opens that up to readers is is I think the emotional learning and emotional intelligence that goes into the books um as well as celebrating again different ways different means of encountering the world which you've celebrated in 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 your books um um you know it's okay to make mistakes and and um I want to tell people about an upcoming book, Be Who You Are, which will come up in a few months, uh, where you're celebrating that again. Um, I'm going to just end here because, frankly, Todd, I could talk to you all day long uh, and your dogs, but I know that you're getting ready to go to China. Uh, Is there any last words that you would like to share with us?
1: Well, it's something that I put, you know, my signature thing in my books now has become like, what's at the very end of the book, the final message. And that is that, you know, teachers are very special. They help you learn new things. They take care of you. Don't forget to thank them every day. The end. Love, Todd.
0: Thanking and loving, appreciation and, and, and engagement. Uh, what could be better than that? What could be better than that? Todd Parr, I love you. I'm not going to lie. I don't (laughs) love a lot of things in life, Todd, but I love you, and I love your dogs. I love you. (laughs) Everyone, listeners across the universe, friends in the virtual world and in the real world, this has been Victoria Stapleton, Director of School and Library Marketing, and with me has been Todd Parr, author of Teachers Rock, Which They Do. Thank you, Todd, and thank you, listeners. We'll see you next time.